Ripple for Finance The ability to transfer money was originally one of Bitcoin's target uses. But at times, it's not been very practical for that purpose. Sometimes transactions are too slow, the fees are too high, and the Bitcoin network is overcrowded. Financial institutions are responsible for most of the money transfer in the world. And they also have other needs that can't be met by Bitcoin. For example, they have to follow laws that are designed to protect against fraud and other criminal activity. One example is the Know Your Customer laws of the United States and several other countries. They need to perform a lot of transactions. The Visa Payment Network handles 50,000 transactions per second, and that's just one company. By contrast, the Bitcoin network handles fewer than 10 transactions per second. Ripple, which I'll describe in a minute, handles about 1,500 per second, and it's designed to grow. Financial institutions often have to transact in multiple currencies. Although the Ripple system has its own cryptocurrency, known as the Ripple and traded under the symbol XRP, it's also designed to be used as a placekeeper for any other asset, euros, bitcoin, bars of gold, whatever. Finally, financial institutions have their own highly secure, proprietary computer systems. Some of those systems are decades old. They need to be integrated with any proposed solution. Ripple was created in 2012 to meet such needs. It was actually based on a system that was designed way back in 2004, long before the Bitcoin paper was published. Some of Ripple's biggest differences from Bitcoin include that all of its coins, all 100 billion of them, were pre-mined, that is, they were created before the system became public. Now 20% of these were held by Ripple's creators, who are now incorporated as a private company named Ripple Labs. This has been something of a point of controversy in the community. Participants in the Ripple economy can name partners whom they trust well enough for direct transactions, which removes friction between them. Ripple has something of a hierarchy that doesn't exist in Bitcoin, with established parties controlling gateways and acting as market makers. Finally, the network is secured by verifications among these trusting parties, rather than by Bitcoin's system of mining. But perhaps the biggest difference between Ripple and Bitcoin, and its biggest accomplishment, is that an impressive number of major institutions have bought into it, driven in part by efforts by Ripple Labs to make Ripple work with their existing systems and specific needs. So, is Ripple right for you? Well, as I'm recording this video, it's one of the top cryptocurrencies. And given that much of it is held by institutions like banks, it has quite a bit of support for future developments. On the other hand, its use by an individual is fairly limited but quite a few exchanges will convert it into national currencies, and its transaction fees are essentially zero. Its practical utility is high, but again, mostly only for big financial institutions with high trading volumes. Its technology is pretty impressive, with transactions settling in seconds, instead of Bitcoin's minutes or hours. Now having said that, it's not as well tested as Bitcoin's proof-of-work blockchain, and as I mentioned, 20% of the currency was originally held back by the company. Most of that has been put into time-locked escrow, to prevent a sell-off that would disrupt the Ripple economy. But that's still a lot of power to put in anyone's hands. While Bitcoin was intended for everybody, Ripple is a sort of hidden mover in the cryptocurrency world with little interface for the ordinary individual. But as a potential driver of tomorrow's banking systems, it could become increasingly important.